Hello and welcome to or welcome back to Lauren's Legends. The unthinkable happened on the morning of March 4th, 2022, when a father of three boys was pronounced dead after his wife called 911. The horrific experience prompted the mother to write a children's book about grief to help her boys and other children through it. But then last week on May 8th, she was arrested for murdering him. Hold on tight because we are going to dive into this bizarre ongoing case. Before getting into all of the sticky details, I must say that at this time, everything is alleged and I am not a professional. This is for entertainment purposes only. With that out of the way, let's start at the beginning. Eric Richens was born on May 13th, 1982. He was the oldest and had two younger sisters. His family was well known in the community and they were wealthy, but were said to be down to earth and did a lot to help out others. Not only was this handsome, caring, and wealthy man excelling through life, he was also very intelligent and got his bachelor's degree from the University of Utah in international studies, and he had a minor in Spanish. He decided to use his schooling and his smarts to begin his own masonry company from the ground up with one of his best friends, Cody Wright. They named the company C&E Masonry and it took off. As successful as he was, there was one area that he was lacking and that was his love life. He had been married when he was very young and it had ended horribly. He lost a lot of money in the divorce. He was single for years, but was beginning to open up to the idea of getting into another relationship. That was probably because of the beautiful brunette cashier at the Home Depot that he could not stop thinking about. He finally gathered up the courage and asked her to dinner. The beautiful and sweet Corey happily agreed. Corey was eight years younger than Eric, being born on April 1st, 1990. Her family dynamics were very different than Eric's. She has three siblings, but her family struggled financially, and they were basically all raised by the mother. This did not stop her from excelling in school, and she received her bachelor's degree in hospital administration and even got her master's degree in human resources. Friends and family said that these two very driven people seemed to be a match made in heaven and they had a whirlwind romance, quickly getting engaged and then married in 2013. But on the day of their wedding, Mama Richens was not playing around. She was very happy to see her son in love again, but was determined to not see him go through what he had gone through with his first wife ever again. His mother presented Corey with a prenup right before the ceremony was to begin. The agreement she had basically stated that if they divorced, they could only take what they both had individually owned, but if a spouse passed away, they would inherit the money, present or future incomes. 
This would also cover the business that valued over $2 million at the time of the wedding. This prenup placed Corey and Eric's business partner, Cody, as the beneficiaries on his life insurance policy. At the time she signed it, it seemed like she had completely understood and she understood why and she didn't have any issue with it. And for years to the outside world, it appeared that the couple were living in true bliss. They had three sons and in 2022, at the time that their father passed away, they were aged nine, seven, and five. With a family to feed, Eric continued building his business and Corey found a new passion and career in real estate. The couple were buying properties, fixing them up and selling them and making really good profits. All reports that I could find said that both parents were absolutely wonderful, especially Eric. He doted on the boys and was involved with them and their interests as much as he possibly could be. It was not until 2020 when anything went wrong and Eric started to notice that Corey was acting strange and on a trip to Greece, she made him a drink and he immediately got very sick and he called his sister thinking she had poisoned him. Think about that for a second. His mind immediately went to poison. I think there would have had to be many other things going on for his mind to immediately go straight there. If my husband makes me a drink and I get sick, I think about a hundred different things before I start thinking it's him. So after this happened, as soon as Eric got back to the States, he drew up a new living trust and transferred everything into the new trust and gave his sister Katie full control over the trust. He also did not tell Corey this. By 2022, he was becoming convinced that his wife was out to get him. Things quickly went downhill after she wanted to buy a $2 million mansion that wasn't completely built yet. She wanted to get it, finish building it, fix it up and sell it. This created several issues because her mind was set on it but he thought it was a horrible investment. Why in the world would she think it would make sense to invest $2 million into something that only certain people could afford to buy? In January that year, everything was really heating up between them and their constant arguments. Eric's business partner, Cody, then received a text alert letting him know that Corey had signed into their account and had changed the beneficiary to her and had taken Cody off. This was obviously a massive neon flashing red flag. The guys were able to quickly change it back to them and took Corey completely off. Knowing that he had to do something, Eric began to consider getting a divorce, but was trying to figure out the best way to do this for the boys. To take an extra step, he put his sister Katie on all of his policies as the power of attorney and did his best to walk on shells around Corey and do whatever he could to not upset her, but was not budging on buying the $2 million home. 
Then out of the norm of what had been going on all year, Corey made him dinner on Valentine's Day in 2022. Thinking that things could be improving, he ate with her and then he got violently sick again and he broke out into hives having to use his son's EpiPen and Benadryl. He then passed out. When he later woke up, he called Cody saying that he thought his wife was trying to kill him for his money. Next, he called both of his sisters and told them that if anything happened to him, that Corey was to blame. Cody and his sisters all told him that he needed to leave and get out of there. He agreed, but decided to not go right away because he needed a plan for his boys. Can you even imagine living like that? Believing the one you love and built a life with is trying to take your life. I can't even. But to keep things civil, while he was coming up with his exit plan, Eric decided to calm all the arguments about the new property and let Corey think that he was going to go through with it. He allowed her to put an offer in, not ever thinking that he was going to buy it, but in the meantime, Eric was telling his family that he was not going to go through with it no matter what. He just needed a little bit of time to sort some things out. In the early hours of the morning of March 4th, the police received a 911 call from Corey. She told them that her son had woken up and that she had gone and fallen asleep in his bed trying to get him back to sleep. When she had woken up around 3 a.m., she then got up and went to go lay down in her own bed. And as she did, she touched Eric and he was cold to the touch. She told 911 that she had done CPR and that he was not responding. When the paramedics got there, they found him on the floor at the foot of the bed. He was pronounced dead at the scene. They noted that there was blood coming from his mouth, so it wouldn't be likely that she had given him CPR. This definitely began raising eyebrows. And why was he on the floor? They asked her about the night before, and she told the police in the evening before the couple had been celebrating about closing on the new home. And at 9 p.m., she went into the kitchen and made him a Moscow mule. After that was when she went to her son's room. Hmm, closing on the house that he was never going to purchase. Eric Richens was only 39 at the time of his death and he was very healthy. The family urged the police for an autopsy. Little Miss Corey wasn't concerning herself with those details and at the very next day, even before Eric was even buried, she had a party at her house for the closing on the new property. Eric's sister Katie decided to attend and during the party, they got into an argument and that is when Corey found out that Katie was the beneficiary of the policies and then Corey physically assaulted Katie. After the party, Corey actually filed claims that Eric defrauded her and she was also suing his sister and Katie is counter suing Corey. It's a whole mess. Then the autopsy results come back. They determined he had five times the normal amount of fence. 
can't say that word. You know what I'm trying to say. Starts with an F, ends with an all. But his entire family said that he never used drugs. This made eyebrows raise as high as they possibly could. Corey just continued on, unfazed. And what she did next. <laughs> Corey decided to put on a huge show about going through grief and decided to write a children's book with her own children. She exploited their grief all over news stations. She even named the book, Are You With Me? Girl, I hope he wasn't because uh, that's vindictive ghosts if you ask me, but she has a picture of Eric in the clouds looking like an angel. Anyways, the whole thing about the book is that after someone passes, they're still with you going through everything and it's supposed to be good for children to help them through their grieving process. But when people that were interviewing her asked her what had happened to him, she told them that he died of a brain aneurysm, still full well knowing the truth. Joining us now is author of Are You With Me? Corey Richens to share her three C's to helping kids cope with grief. And Corey, I want to start with your story. What happened in your personal life? So my husband passed away unexpectedly last year. So it's March 4th was a one year anniversary for us. And um, he was 39. It completely took us all by shock. Uh, but all the while, during her wild show she was putting on, the police were secretly investigating her for the whole year. And they had been able to pile a ton of evidence. Some of the most evidence and compelling evidence came from her phone records. During December 21st and February 22nd, court documents show that her phone records have her communicating with an individual known to sell substances. This person is only referred to as CL. She told him she wanted some pain medicine for someone she knew that was having back problems. CL gave her hydros, I think you know what I'm saying, but then two weeks later, she said she needed something stronger. Her words were that she needed some of that Michael Jackson stuff, fentanyl which is a very hard painkiller, is what she is alleged to have spent over $900 on in getting from CL. I do not think that it is a coincidence that those are the same substances that killed Eric. They also found out that during the time that he was passing away, there was movement all through the house. Her phone could show it. Last week, on May 8, 2023, she was arrested for his murder, and her first court appearance is May 19th, and you best believe I will be watching or trying to find out everything I can on this one to see justice get served for Eric. He was a great father and a great man, and what she did to him, it, allegedly, is absolutely awful. So please let me know your thoughts on this case in the comment section down below. I appreciate you. Please do not forget to like, comment, and subscribe, and I'll see you next time.